Hello, people of the internet. My name's Isaiah. My name's Matt. And welcome to episode 63 of the Mildly Ignorant Podcast. Yay! 63. 63. That number makes me uncomfortable. It's a very, like, peculiar number. (laughs) It doesn't look nice. I don't like 63. It's, it's... 63, 57. Those are all weird numbers to me. Yeah. 91. 91 is the worst one, I think. They're just primes. (laughs) (laughs) Are they? Are they? (laughs) I don't even know. What's a prime number? A prime number is something... um, I know what a fucking prime number is. Yeah, Google it. (laughs) It was a bit, man. You're asking me a fucking math question. 91 is not a prime number. I don't know what a fucking prime number is. (laughs) (laughs) He just said 57 is also not a prime number, Matt. <laughs> None of them are primes. What about sixty-three? Sixty-three is also not a prime number. Okay, well they, they feel like primes. <laughs> the number sixty-three is the div- <coughs> can be divided by one, three, seven, nine, twenty-one, and sixty-three. No, shut the prime. fuck up. <laughs> That's like like twenty-five should be room. an honorary even number. Like these things just make sense. You know exactly. Don't fucking yeah. look at me like that. Make that tone of 60, voice. You, you literally a... said that to me. <laughs> yes, 69? I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not making fun of you. Leave our bedroom talk out of this. 69 is not a prime number. <laughs> 69 isn't a prime number, unfortunately. Uh, that sucks. Well, I guess there won't be no episode 69, I guess. Why? Because it's not a prime what? number? We, what? we only have prime numbered episodes? What numbers are prime numbers? Let's see. 17. 17, 19, <laughs> 23, and 29. So there's legit no other number. We're past the point of really? show return when it comes to prime numbers. Wait, Why actually, are there so few? Hold on, no. Hold on, I lied. Uh, oh my god, there's so many. 2, 3, 5, 7, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, Shut up, 29, dude. 31, 30. We don't need to say all of them. <laughs> We have to. We have to so let the, the viewers know. We have no, to they, let the listeners can... know. Sixty-seven will be on our honorary sixty-nine because it's a prime number, or seventy-one. Actually, they're both two numbers away from. The I'm going to say this so. now, and we're going to forget by the time episode sixty-seven comes up. But we should call episode 67 honorary episode sixty-nine prom. Yeah, or like a prime number or something. Prime, <laughs> prime number. Last week was a prime number sixty-one. And then we'll have to wait a little bit. I thought this 67. was episode 63. No, it's 62. It's 63, you fucking idiot. So two weeks ago. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our math our math okay, corner for this episode. That was our opening bit. <laughs> talking about prime numbers. Uh, Matt, I have some drama for you. Oh? There's some real good drama. Is it? Do I know about Three it? years in the making drama, okay? What's happening? Uh Doom. You know what you know you know Doom? You know you know yes. a little bit about like, Doom? Yes. Uh all I, okay, listen. All I know about Doom is that like it runs on anything and it came <laughs> out it came out the same day that Animal Crossing did. Like Doom wow. Etern- Eternal or whatever. Came out the same day as Okay. Well Yes. What's what's basically. going on? We all know Doom Eternal is the latest game of Doom. So the newest entry in a series that came out on Xbox One. Really, really yeah. fun game. I played it. Uh, 
like every other Doom game, just hack and slash, shoot up the whole fucking place. Um, yeah. Anyways, and I think the one thing that people remember Doom for is there's its soundtrack, right? Doom sure. is fucking nutty for its soundtrack. And okay. there's a little boy, a little man, a man's man called Mick Gordon that is the man for music, basically, for video <laughs> game music. Uh, anyways, three years ago, Marty Stratton, the uh, CEO of ID Venture, not ID Ventures, uh, ID, what's the name of the company? ID, fuck, I'm not prepared for this. Doom Eternal was made by who? ID something. Doom Eternal. ID. What's ID software? Wise? Yeah. ID software. There you go. ID software. Came out and said, Mick Gordon sucks. Mick Gordon is poopy. Oh. He, made a, he made a Reddit post, actually. I, I'm on it right now. 37,000 updutes. Made an editor, he made a letter basically saying that yeah, it's, Mick Gordon it's, sucks. He's unprofessional. He didn't do the job properly. He released half tracks. Um... And basically, one of the, basically backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So obviously, however, game has a basic deluxe, whatever, extra combo, super duper, pre-order edition, whatever. Mm-hmm. And on the deluxe edition, they promised that you would get a Doom OST uh, soundtrack, uh, like copy of the soundtrack. Basically, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. you can get it on vinyl or stuff like that. that. And anyways. Oh, cool. uh, I think it was it came out on vinyl some of it if you wanted to, but I'm not 100 percent sure that's not important. But anyways, uh, and that that OST was absolute poopy. Like the people hated it. They when they received it, it was just poorly mixed. The volume was all over the place. Uh, the the uh, the transitions between the songs were terrible. Uh, nothing flowed together. It was just chopped all together and put all together clearly by someone that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. And Mick Gordon, oh not Mick Gordon, that's fucking the artist. Uh, I get them confused. Marty, Marty, Mick and Marty. Marty, the CEO, said that yeah, that had to happen because uh, little boy wasn't Mick Gordon was not being responsive, wasn't doing his job, so he had to uh, hand the task over to an audio engineer at ID Software. His name starts with a C. I forget what it is. It's like Caleb or something like that anyways it's not important mm-hmm. some audio engineer that had to do it for him uh do it for the company to get it out in time chad sorry chad is his name uh so chad basically this audio engineer at id software made this ost so it couldn't come out in time mm-hmm. uh but yeah so anyways it was, it was dog shit so people were wondering why it was such dog shit and didn't make any sense because a four-year-old can probably do a better job engineering these tracks and this professional audio engineer did right like it's his actual position and it was dog shit so people were still confused but anyways three well two years later this is two years later november 9th of this month (coughs) mick gordon finally dropped the reply two years after this open letter calling him out and like this long reddit thread saying he was piece of shit unprofessional worker mick gordon came back with the full flipping receipts Smacked the crap out of Marty, and now there's no there's no doubt in anyone's mind that Marty was the idiot in this whole situation. Anyways, Mick Gordon came back and said everything that he said was just straight out false. So basically, what happened was Mick Gordon never ever ever got a contract to work on Doom Eternal. 
What? He he would contact the company nonstop with saying, "Hey, where's my contract? Here's where my where's my contract? What what songs do you want me to do? Uh, what style of songs do you want me to do? How long should they be? What where was my contract?" Over and over again, no one at ID Software was answering. So he went higher up to the mother company, whatever. What do you call it? Father mm-hmm. company parent owner, company? parent company, whatever. Uh, was his uh, Bethesda? They own they owned ID Software. Yeah, and he finally got an answer back from them saying, "Oh yeah, don't worry about it. We'll look into this. Sorry about that. Uh, we'll get back to you." So it took him going up higher and higher, higher up in the ch- like chain of command, basically, to finally get an answer back. Huh. Uh, basically, just they just give him an excuse saying that uh, Marty was too busy or the people at ID Software was too busy to do whatever and blah 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 blah. It's not the main part of it. So, anyways, Mick Gordon, out of good faith, while he was moving, so his entire studio was moving apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided to still produce songs for this game yeah. without a contract, without money, without nothing. Started making songs. Yeah, working for free. Right? Yeah, for free. Yeah. So he had no idea what the level designs were about. True. He had no idea what the... He had no context. He no was just context. Like making music based on he vibes. Basically, just vibes. He, was, <laughs> he, he the sent fuck? them tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of songs. Yeah. Uh, just more than they needed just because he wasn't sure what they wanted. Yeah. Most of them got rejected by ID Software for some reason. So they would answer his emails saying, that, oh, yeah, we, we hate the song, make another one. But they wouldn't answer his emails about a contract. <laughs> and then finally, they released what each package of the pre-order would get. And yep. they said that you would get the official Mick Gordon, use this full name, uh, OST soundtrack vinyl or CD or whatever, if you buy the deluxe edition. And yeah. Mick Gordon's like, hold up, wait a minute. I don't even have a contract. Yeah. It's like, my brother in Christ, you didn't even give me a contract. How can you slap my name on the fucking <laughs> CD? Uh, yeah. I don't, none of my music has even been put in the game yet. So it turns out that even though they replied to him saying his music was shit, they even they still put some of his songs in the game. So <laughs> even they, though they said it was shit and that they wouldn't <laughs> accept it. Jesus. So eventually, two days before launch of the game, he finally gets a contract from id software for his music um that's fucked up and this is where i don't remember the full details but basically he got his contract and then there was so little time for him to actually make this master or like mix the mix all the songs together to make an actual proper ost on on cd that it had to go to the audio guy and he made a extremely shit rushed version because he He just time he just stole the or he just like pulled the the file straight from the game basically whatever yeah and anyways there's so many more details than that like i i'm sure you're on the page right now it's a huge reply like it the is, guy yeah, mick gordon like a write a massive reply with thousands of like pictures of the receipts guy, he's got receipts he's got like he's got a fucking fully formed essay he even used metadata from the files yeah, you even use metadata from the files to prove that the music was his, that was created on specific dates, showing that he worked for free before the date of the contract, and so on what? and so forth. Like, this guy came with the full fucking receipts, putting Marty on blast. So, Hot damn. This, I think this is a very, very clear example of how dog shit the video game industry is, and yeah. how they're, they're so dog shit to the point that they are willing to fuck around with like for lack of a better term, it's a bit hyper, it's a bit of hyperbole, but like a god in the, the video game world, you know, Mick Gordon is like the go-to for music, 
and they still decide to fuck around with him, you know? Yeah. He's not just some intern. He is the man that's known for doom music, and he even gets clapped by the company. Yeah. So. See, like, I, I had no idea what this was about. Like, I had never heard of it. Like, this whole yeah. drama at all. It was also like, a long I, drama, like, years in the making. Yeah, so. I guess. But, like, I immediately would have sided with Mick and be like, mm, something's not right. <laughs> like, what? I just think, like, as if you're a company and you have to come out and make a statement about one person, you failed. Like, you did your job wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so basically, to go back to that idea of, like, how he wasn't getting... They kept refusing all his music. So basically the contracts, how it worked from what I can gather is that they're paid for minutes of song, right? Like for each minute of song you write, you get paid X amount. Yeah. So I think it was like 120 minutes or whatever music that he had to produce. Mm-hmm. So they would like refuse those minutes of music that he create. So they, they wouldn't have to pay him and then would still take the songs and put them in the in the game apparently. So That's like kind of what straight they were up just robbing him. <laughs> basically. So he Jesus. produced way more than 120 minutes of music, apparently, of and course. just got paid for that amount. Yeah, they got uh, paid for like what they took, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus. And just for an example, like the apparently the main score of the 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 first Doom, well, not the first Doom game, but like the 2016 Doom game, the first like game Remake. of its revival, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, was like chopped up and made into three separate songs for the OST by the audio engineer because they didn't have enough shit to put into in it jesus but yeah there's so much here uh it's, it's hard to cover it all it is gigantic ins- insane like call out post and this is where uh Bethesda Bethesda finally answered back uh this was just a few days ago i think you might have seen it maybe on twitter or something uh it was just a, a brief statement. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, but Thesis response. There you go. Yeah. Basically, this is just saying that Mick Gordon's recent post mischaracterized and misrepresented the team at ID Software, the development of Doom Eternal, <laughs> Marty Stratton, and Chad Mossholder with a one-sided and unjust account of an, of an irreparable professional relationship. <laughs> wow. Basically, taking the side of their company, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh The statements posted online have incited harassment and threats of violence against Marty, Chad, and the ID software team. Any threats or harassment directed towards members of our teams will be met with swift and appropriate action to protect your safety. I want to kill all of them. <laughs> We're saying this live right now I on the podcast. Like, <laughs> We're coming so, through. No, I just, like, why, like, why would you harass someone over this? Like, that's stupid. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, but what? it's so sad that they're, they're willing... He came with the full flown, full blown receipts, and they're just gonna deny all of it. That's the sad part. That they have the power, they have the upper hand to like just say, "Nah, that's not real." <laughs> nah, nah, fuck you. That's all they can say, right? And that's all they can just say that, and people are gonna believe them because they're the bigger yeah. company, which sucks. But I mean, I just like I don't understand how people are siding with these companies. <laughs> like... I know, and surprise, not surprisingly, but the majority of what I see online is people are already supporting McGordon. Yeah. That's not going to translate to anything meaningful. People are still going to buy no. ID software games and stuff like that. Yeah. But it seems like people are on Mick Gordon's side. So he is, his reputation is getting fixed a little bit because that, that Reddit post really sabotaged his career, apparently. Yeah. He, he lose a bunch of deals and stuff like that from that. But now that he's able to release this huge 
document two years in the making. Uh, seems like uh, his reputation is starting to come back a little bit. But yeah, it's it's it do be crazy. Honestly, wild. It's just like I hate. It just makes me so pessimistic. <laughs> of like oh, you because you know deep general. down that it's all it's all <coughs> all video game companies are like this. You just yeah. know deep down. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I had never heard of Mick Gordon, but I did check his um like wikipedia page mm-hmm. and he's like yeah he's well known this isn't just like some like yeah he's random guy off the street he has like i don't want to say a legacy but like he's worked. he's the equivalent of uh shit what's his name the composer that makes like all the soundtracks and movies like basically the guy that made the indiana jones soundtrack and all that uh shit what's his name what's his name what's his name what's his name uh, I don't remember what his name is, but anyways, <laughs> whatevs. <sighs> I'm trying to see if I can find it. Oh, uh, John Williams. There you go, John Williams. I don't know him either. I mean, I probably you know don't... his work. Yeah, he's the one that made the Indiana Jones theme song. He made the uh, made the Star Wars theme song. He made the uh, ET. Jurassic Harry Park Potter, films? Why are you Malone, referencing Jurassic shit that Park. I won't know? Like, ugh. Basically, God. any huge franchise he's developed the first three the theme Harry music, Potter films? Basically. God damn. Like, he is the composer, basically. He made the Jaws music as well. Like, Da-na. any Da-na. sound yeah. that you recognize from movies, he's made it, basically. He is yeah. crazy talented. He's the second most nominated individual after Walt Disney with 52 Academy Award nominations. <laughs> Yeah, well, not wow. Mick Gordon is that in the video game world, basically, <laughs> especially Doom. Known for Doom, basically. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, movies, <laughs> uh, remember what? that article you sent me about um, Avatar: The Shape of Water? Yep. How it basically needs to be as successful as the first movie in order to like make bank. Oh yeah, it has to be it has to be in the top <laughs> four like uh, box office records of all time to be profitable. Yeah. yeah. So what about that's it? gonna that's gonna crash and burn. I was just thinking of like because we were talking about movie music soundtracks or whatever, and then just maybe think of that. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's uh, we can talk about that for a second because like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like. <laughs> Making a movie where your sole, not sole goal, but like you're you're banking on the fact that it's going to break a record to be profitable, just to be profitable is insane. <coughs> like yeah. that is ridiculous. Like even if it does well, he's it not needs gonna get his two money billion dollars it. U.S. dollars to turn a profit. That Jesus Christ! It's gonna have to like beat Av- Avengers Endgame, basically. Where okay, where is like all this money going and coming from? I don't understand. How do you spend people's like, wallets? And I going know into the director's wallet. Like, how do you spend two billion dollars on a movie? That's not even the like. I'm sure that's not the budget. That's how much. Well, I guess would it be the budget? If it needs like two billion dollars to make bank, they they spent two billion dollars on this movie then. Well, yeah, they spend they spend billions of dollars on this money, but like th- those all come from different production companies and 
Yeah. Not really sponsors, but like companies that work on the movie basically mm-hmm. supply the movie. Uh, they get like there's also like not grants, but whatever you want to call them. Like Hollywood has like they get money from Hollywood and stuff like that. Like I've heard of like actors and like I know like most of this is going into technology, right? Because uh, like where else would that fucking money be going? Like it it wouldn't be going to the cast because like the only like the 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 biggest name on the cast is fucking what's her face and she died in the first one <laughs> um sigourney weaver right didn't she what like n- none of the other actor or kate winslet was in the first one but i'm like looking at this cast and i'm like none of these are like a-list actors either except for like oh i guess zoe saldana huh i can't under I... what I-, I suck at math here uh what's oh my god what's going on I'm trying to do two billion divided by fifteen. I think this is thirteen hundred thirty-three million. I wait, hundred thirty-three million. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. So, if we consider that an average movie ticket price is fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. uh, they would need one. They need one hundred thirty-three million, three hundred thirty-three thousand, three hundred thirty-three people to go see this movie. I wonder what the average number of people who see a movie is. Like, I just don't understand. Like, it it doesn't have this social, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, phenomenon or, like, yeah. vibe around it, like Avengers Endgame did, right? Like, everyone was hyped for Endgame because it was I mean, the that, end. If you look at it, Not really, um, but. like, top grossing movies. How many of these are like brands that are doing more than just movies um because don't forget like a lot of tv was also made to like sell toys right like cartoons were basically just made to sell toys so yeah so avatar no not really the first one's still avatar i thought avengers endgame beat avatar but apparently it didn't okay so yeah avengers endgame like that's a whole like brand company yeah titanic no yeah that's like it makes you kind of really appreciate film when Star it's Wars, not yep. like when it's just something like tight. Well, then again, if you think about it, like, um, ah, fuck who, who directed it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. James, Co- what? No, what? Directed, what? written, produced by James Cameron. And he's like a famous director. So like, uh, give him his flowers for like having one of the most successful movies of all time. But also like, uh yes they, they they wouldn't make it if they knew it wouldn't be a hit you know yes two of the biggest movies made of all time he was yeah also director on titanic that's what i was talking about what were you talking oh about? i thought you were talking about avatar no because he's also avatar. avatar oh it was also james cameron <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, two movies on top three <laughs> it's not like it's just like uh a, a, like a uh an indie artist or something right like it's no like yeah I said, a brand that can pump cash into these franchises to like Get well, I mean, he wasn't a brand when Titanic came out. I'm pretty sure. Uh, like it wasn't his first film. No, his first film was well. He he made films that weren't big because you always start mm-hmm. small. But like, yeah. Uh, he basically wrote the script for Terminator. Ah, uh, there we go. So that was his big first yeah. movie. Then he got into the Rambo series. Yeah. Then he made Alien. And Titanic. Later on. So, yeah. 
Terminator and Alien basically Terminator Alien and Rambo got him into the big big time and then yeah like his his first film was 1978 and then Avatar yeah. was like 2009 so like he's got decades of experience <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so yeah yeah i just don't see avatar 2 coming close oh well, no i don't know no way i would i would have said that about, i would have said that about the first movie too but look at the first movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know how that first movie did so well i don't know like i feel like people in 2009 were like hyped as fuck for this kind of movie that had the gravity yeah i guess i I do i do not understand like i remember everyone talking about it but like you know what's going to happen actually take this back you know what's going to happen what it's going to ironically be successful yeah it's it's ironically ironically. going to be successful there's so many people that are going to see this just because like oh no there's no way this can be that good there's no way this is gonna make that much money so they they don't realize that all of them having that mentality and going to see it with that mentality allows it to meet and to make it to that level, you know? Yeah. Like, people don't, like, are going to go see it out of curiosity, I guess, of why. People like, were literally, like, shitting their pants for Avengers, <laughs> though. Like, that's the thing. And, like, Star Wars, nerds were, like, shitting themselves for these movies. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War, like, I would hate to have to clean up the theater after that. Just shit and cum everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> spider-man no way home i shit and ca- came in my own bed like. <laughs> everyone did when the all three spider-mans were on screen for the exactly jurassic wait jurassic world is one of the best-selling movies of all time that's disgusting i hate that <laughs> it should be no like a, to be fair original. like it was it was massive it should be the original mm-hmm. but I feel like the original has to be on this list. Yeah, it's number Dark 42. Dark Knight squeaked in right at the end there at 49. So we're, we're, we're safe. Yeah. Your favorite movie, Joker, is at 33. Crazy. Is is Batman on there? Probably not. I just said Dark Knight is at 49. No, like the Batman. Come on. Oh, no, no. The Dark Knight I... Rises is at 32. <coughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. Looking real quick. Nope. That ain't there. What is the like most recent movie on this list? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, yeah. It was that popular? It's like the number eleven most Yeah, it was huge, dude. It's still playing in theaters how big it is. It came it's, it came out in March, I think, or something. And it's still in theaters because people are still seeing it. How is okay, how is Frozen Two like number twelve? And then Frozen One's eighteen. But yeah, because like Frozen One was also like a fucking cultural reset. Yeah, but then Frozen Two came on, people were like, "Holy shit, this is a yeah, sequel like, to Frozen One." In two thousand nineteen, like nobody fucking cared at that point. <laughs> you're you're mean, underestimating. Like, I, guess, I would think so. The the kids, Matt, you're underestimating the kids. I guess. <laughs> Incredibles two. Did you ever see that? It was good. I love the yes. Incredibles. Incredibles is great. Oh yeah, Incredibles. it was. Your, it's like. Didn't you say it was your favorite? Yeah, my favorite kids movie ever, yeah. Yeah. Favorite movie as a kid. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hella. Ew, why is Alice in Wonderland on here? That movie sucked. But anyways, yeah. The like the remake one? Yeah, yeah the one with uh Tim Burton. Johnny Depp. Well, directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Alice in Wonderland. Fucking emo kids were shitting themselves. <laughs> like what, 2010, I was in high school. Kids were shitting themselves at their dads. <laughs> people at Tim Burton. Oh, wait. Pe- pe- kids were foaming at the mouth. I mean, people still do. 
Jurassic Park's at 42. At least it's at least it's yeah, on top that. of Jurassic World Dominion. Aquaman's on this list. I would not expect that. Like how oh, is Aquaman on this list, but like the Batman isn't. None of those movies were big though. None of the Batman series movies are big besides the Dark Knight. They were because all like the one that just came out was fucking fantastic. What it was what, like what, which one that just came out? What? The Batman with Robert oh, Pattinson. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Like how is Aquaman on this list, but that movie's not? Let's see what it did. The Batman <coughs> gross income. Or like Jurassic World domination is on this fucking Ooh, list. And like not even not even close, man. It got eight hundred million. Was it during the pandemic? When when did it come out? Started this year, January of this year. So yeah, kind of at the end, kind of. Yeah. Third. See, I keep forgetting that that kind of. Yeah. Fucked everything up. I mean, well, Spider Man No Way Home came out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, that was the first big movie back from the pandemic. That, that, yeah. that probably is what allowed it to climb so high in the. Yeah. So we've okay on this list. We have. Um, quite a few movies that came out in 2019 i'll just name some of them but like, that's pre-pandemic though true all these are pre-pandemic yeah uh, so spider-man no way home is the only movie like during the pandemic to make this list and it's still number six yeah but i mean like it is hard to make this list not, it's not like something that's <laughs> no but i just fear like movie like how does this work is it movie tickets T- tickets yeah, yeah. sold grossing it's high engrossing film so it's also i think it also includes uh uh, this is just box office, actually. I think. Yeah, usually only refers to theatrical revenues only, and don't take into account home video and television income, which can bring See, in extra money. That's crazy too when you think about it now, because like, uh, look at something like Black Widow that had like a no that came out in theaters, but a lot of movies now are coming out on like Disney Plus, right? Black Early. Widow came out on, came out on Disney only. It did, right? Yeah, middle of the pandemic, yeah. so. Only. But like yeah. movies like uh, Shang Chi, I think, and or Eternals, were came out on both or something like that because it was mm-hmm. near the end of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. that's a, like, that, that that's a whole hurt. other level of that's a whole different yeah type of income. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the movie nets nets your whole subscription fee, right? Like they don't take yeah, the whole exactly. entire money. So they definitely uh, Disney and Marvel definitely were putting those movies up at, at a loss, putting them up on Disney Plus for sure. They were not recouping yeah. their costs doing that yeah, but like but also they were they kind of didn't have the choice right because they well yeah needed... for sure it was a pandemic so yeah they just had to keep it going womp, womp, womp. i mean am i gonna cry that disney lost money no no <laughs> not at all don't care in the slightest uh do you want to talk about a company that we we believe should lose all its money what one now game freak <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. I thought we already talked about it, but... No, they uh, lied to yeah, us. I know. <laughs> Remember that tweet a few weeks ago saying the new game, we can fuck the Pokemon? That was a lie. <laughs> what tweet was that? <laughs> I was making a joke about all the fake oh, accounts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. But yeah, take it away, Matt. You know about Pokemon more than I do. You're a Pokemon, Pokemon lover. You're a okay, Nintendo um, fan. Explain to us not. the disaster that is Scarlet and Violet and why it so, sucks. Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. People were like looking forward to it. The excitement was really ramping up. And when did it release? People need to stop having excitement for Pokemon games. I know. <laughs> Can I get and this then, out of so the way basically, right away? Okay, it released. And no, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like holy shit, it. people need to stop caring about these Pokemon games. Like 
and it's weird because you, you 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 can picture exactly in your head who is the type of person that still like flips shit over these Pokemon games. Literally everyone I it, see on Twitter. It's, it's the people that just make like it's like the whole Pokemon Pokemon tuber YouTuber fucking crowd of people that just live, breathe, and die Pokemon. Basically, I don't get it. <laughs> like I can safely say that I like I outgrew Pokemon. And yeah, like there, there are people still my age and like my brother's age who's five years older than me who like who have played every game religiously. They're, they are to Pokemon as to what like Swifties are to paying like $50,000 for concert tickets. <laughs> it's the no, same. Like, they're the same brand of person. No, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, if the games are fun. Yeah, we get still playing them at 30 years old, whatever. Like, I don't think Pokemon is an exclusively kids game, but. They're 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 flat out garbage and they have okay people since just they have defend- transitioned this is my take my hot take since they have transitioned to 3D all of their fucking games have been trash. Mm, I wouldn't go that That's far. That's just my take. That's my take. But yeah, like back to what I was saying, like they just it, their blind love for Pokemon and like just the concept of Pokemon is what's blinding them to the fact that it's a shit game. You know? Yeah. I think that's what's happening. It's just like, oh, Pokemon, new Pokemon, and it just blinds them to the fact that the game is intrinsically garbage. <laughs> and it's but not... Anyways. Okay, well, the thing is, I see, I just, like, I have lost all caring about Pokemon. That's why I say they've been trash. But, like, the games are fun, but the problem is they're not fucking finished. Like, when I think it was Sword and Shield came out using, like, reusing assets from like ocarina of time on the 3ds <laughs> it's like what what are you doing as a company if like if you don't have like i'm talking like unrendered worlds and like in terms of scarlet and violet we're talking like low frame rates we're talking like characters t posing like like in a cutscene, and like it's not clipped properly so that there's just a good second on the screen where like all the characters on screen are just like t posing and like falling through the floor like falling through water, falling off cliffs, off ledges, like game breaking <laughs> bugs, yeah. like uh like ending up in areas that you can't escape from, so it like essentially like breaks your save file so you have to like restart from the beginning. Just like so many of these bugs, like uh, it's, it's Can we insane. talk about the biggest affront to God in that game? Y- yeah. The fact that they put an Ed Sheeran song in the credits. Oh my God, I did <laughs> <laughs> An Ed Sheeran song. I can't even keep like, a straight what? Face. What year is it? Like, what's happening? Is it Pokemon? That. Like, I would understand maybe if they like let him sing an outro for the anime, but like one of their main <laughs> series games, Ed Sheeran coming out of my Switch, I think. <laughs> so, uh. the worlds I find they look like shit. People, I don't know, like, just look at, like, Xeno, like Xenoblade. I'm not a huge fan of Xenoblade Chronicles, but, like, the map looks good. Like, Breath of the Wild, the, the like, the world looks full. There's, like, you know, plants and trees and rocks, and, like, they look, I don't, I don't want to say realistic, but, like... Oh, and I was looking at gameplay. I think you, you briefly touched upon this, but, uh, like, things didn't load in until, like, they'd smack you in the face with it, basically. Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of problems, too, with, like, your mount, like, the Pokemon that you get that you can ride. Instances of, like, it just disappearing or, like, not being there. (laughs) You can, like, break the game because 
if you like if you walk into a wall you get blocked but if you like turn around and walk backwards into the wall you can just like pass through objects and like go through things that you're not supposed to when you're riding your mount like sometimes you'll like stretch to be like five times bigger and like your limbs are just stretched out and it's just like a graphical glitch like Mm -hmm. it's just embarrassing that the game just like isn't finished or like it hasn't it's there's there's bugs visible bugs and like like you like you (laughs) called it as a joke and while you're texting like uh game freak release a finished game challenge impossible (laughs) yeah and it's just and it's funny because like the only good thing nintendo has going for it at this point is its quality control it doesn't it's known for releasing games that are at least functional on launch but like yeah the, the one series that they don't do this with is pokemon yeah like yeah. all the games that they're usually released are always really well polished and really well done. Like, an actual playable yes. game on launch compared to other fucking games are disasters. But yeah. just Pokemon, just because the time crunch is so hard because they have to time it for the release of like new cards or new plushes or new fucking merch or whatever new series or something. They just yeah. have the fucking they 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 hire a the most incompetent company in the world, Game Freak, and B put them under in, in, insane time crunch to get a game done. Yeah, I, I saw one argument on Twitter and they were like, please, Game Freak is an indie company. <laughs> an indie company that has grossed $4 billion. You think they would get their shit together or Nintendo would <laughs> choose a different company to partner with. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. And, and like, I don't blame the devs. Like, I'm not saying that like they released an unfinished product on purpose. Obviously this stems from like time and resource issues. Like they either don't have enough money or they don't have enough people on staff and they don't have enough time to do the work that they need to be, that needs to be done. So they're mm-hmm. releasing unfinished products. I'm not saying that like somebody who coded something in the game and didn't get a chance to finish or had to rush their coding is a bad coder or developer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that like, op- like it is very obvious that this is not their fault and that it's coming from a higher up saying like, you know, this needs to be done by this time. Yeah. And to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier about like how when Pokemon went shit the minute they went 3D, I don't think that's true 100%. Well, I don't agree, but because uh, we talked about it by text, like Arceus when it came out earlier this year was not a was not a good game by any means. It was still See, bad like usual, it was, but it, it was functioning, but it was just ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. And some things were bad, poorly done in the game, like poorly developed, but they had really good elements and really good concepts that would have worked well if the game was actually well done. But yes, like it would have like that was the first time there was an actual true open world kind of 3D Pokemon game. Yeah. And they introduced tons of new things. It's like Game Freak showed that they were capable of doing something new for once and it, it did somewhat work just. I think it was like weak. There's the weak, boring story and the shitty graphics See, and all me, that just kind of yeah, ruined for it. me. It's graphics because like, do not tell me a game coming from Nintendo. Load up a Zelda game. Load up a Mario game. Look at look at Mario Odyssey and even go to the most boring Mario Odyssey worlds. There's still like little details that just like and are they, well they, thought out and like they just show that like obviously somebody cared enough or like. You know, like they like they put their heart into this project, and it's the, like it's the a funny thing is that world. it's not even like their games are like 
graphic like not not graphic heavy is the right word but like graphic intensive right like Nintendo's yeah. never known for graphic intensive games like and it this, doesn't need to be they're they're all not low poly but like very cartoonish style yeah. it doesn't have to be but it's easier to to, to to design that than fucking photorealistic games but so i just find no like excuse. arceus and like all of the new 3d like basically switch pokemon games suck they've just looked like ass they've yeah, looked they look like, like ass. ass and it's like i don't understand you have other games on the switch that look good like look at breath of the wild sure it can drop frames sometimes and it's leggy but like i i would much prefer that than a barren world that looks like i'm fucking playing runescape like get out of here see you say that with the assumption that they made the graphics bad because of the switch capabilities but it's more so that they just made the graphics shit they just didn't care exactly yeah, they couldn't be asked yeah <laughs> that's yeah exactly yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> They just and the other thing to too, uh, and I was in my Final Fantasy Discord the other day, um, chatting with some friends, and one of them was just going off <laughs> about like this thing that like I don't know if it's Game Freak or Nintendo or the Pokemon Company do, where they just like they like to cha cha slide. So in one game they'll introduce like new features, and then in the next game, like you think like when a sequel comes out or like a new version of a game or like a next gen, you think like like all the cool features that you added in your last game that you're like, you're going to include them too. Right. And like things can only get better. Right. Like you can only know more advanced, like what inventory (laughs) slots or like features uh, like that make the game easier to play. That would be just too much common sense. Customizable (laughs) content, like buying outfits or like whatever no nintendo likes to cha-cha slide and go back and be like well we had one button like in i guess in uh pokemon legends rcs when it came out um you could just press one button and your like leading pokemon would change so you didn't have to open your menu and swap your party around so when mm-hmm. you got into random battles in the wild you could easily just like switch your pokemon they took that out in this new game yeah and in rcs they introduced like character customization you can like change your skin tone and your hair and your outfits and then in this new game they took out the ability to buy new outfits but you can buy a bunch of different socks because you're a student so you're wearing your fucking school uniform and it's just like what like it's no. insane they have the tools to make the game good if they just kept building off of them right like exactly especially, especially i was surprised i didn't i don't follow pokemon stuff so it probably wasn't a surprise to many people, but I was surprised that Scarlet and Violet was like similar to Arceus, like open world, 3D, walk yeah. around anywhere kind of thing. Uh, not top down. I was expecting another top down game, but I didn't know that they stopped that. But anyways, uh, it's all, like they had the formula right in front of them. Arceus worked well somewhat. Yeah. Like they had good components in Arceus. They could have just built upon them and kept building and building and building upon them. And eventually they would have a really, really good game that doesn't require a formula change. It would just and require... it's not and it's not like you're like reinventing the wheel with these features because you've already yeah. fucking coded it like they all run on the same engine like I'm almost positive of it so like why can't you just include the same features I don't understand it's just it baffles me that like a company as this established as whether it be Pokemon Game Freak or the po- uh, Nintendo that like they're getting away with this and people are still just eating it up yeah it's just, and they do that because they know people are going to keep eating it up right <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous like and that's all my criticisms with pokemon aren't even with like the games in terms of like 
the story or the characters or the Pokemon themselves. It's like literally just like technic like technological capabilities, graphics, or features. <laughs> it's just so weird. Because like I I and I keep saying this, I would love to play a Pokemon game where you can catch literally every Pokemon. But like in like some series like they introduce like uh like special Z moves that only I think what black two and white two had or something like, or like sword and shield or something. Mm -hmm. And then they introduce like, like, uh, like gigantamaxing your Pokemon where they get really big and like, yeah, just, but, but, and then they don't include it in the next game. Like, why do they keep doing that? Like, just keep like your, <laughs> your series would be so much cooler and even more popular if like, you banked on this shit, but instead of trying these stupid little things out, like that's, that's Nintendo's problem is like they have the capability to be so much more successful than they are, but like their innovation keeps getting in the way they're, It's like they're doing innovation wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And they always do that. It's just like, weren't you able to catch <gasps> all the Pokemon in the uh, old games, boy. like Pokemon gold and stuff like that? I remember you um, could. I'm pretty sure you could in Pokemon Gold, no? No, there's not a single game where you can catch the full national Pokedex of Pokemon. Like not like even in Gold or like Red and Blue, you have to trade to get some Pokemon. But then I'm trying, I'm trying in, to remember. Like, but maybe in Gold, maybe in Gold, there's like a, one Pokemon that you like just can't catch. But like, because I remember even in Gold, like was it Taurus that was super rare? What was this? Like the Tor, Tor Pokemon? It was only in Tauros. blue version. Yeah, it wasn't in Pokemon Red. Uh, gold, I'm talking about. Taurus was in Pokemon Gold like only once. Like the you can only find them once in a while or something like that. Oh, I mean, like I would even be fine with that if there's like there's Super a rare. red Gyarados, like the shiny Gyarados yeah. that you could only get one of. Like that's fine if, the, oh. if they're still like legendary or rare. Just like I want to be able to catch the full Pokedex. I think trading. Probably, I think uh, Porygon was the one Pokemon in Gold you couldn't catch. I think it was only like a, it was only like a story Pokemon. Like a, you fight a trainer that had one. I'm trying to remember, no. but could you catch him in the wild? No, you buy it at the game corner. Oh, okay. For, I just remember going like, into some kind of lab and tokens. fighting one. This is like yeah. years ago, so <laughs> little yeah. six-year-old me doesn't remember Pokemon Gold. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Like there, yeah, there are just like generations of Pokemon where like it's just not available, and it's just like ah, that pisses me off. It pisses me off so much. Like, why can't they just streamline it and make it so you can trade? Like, I I get it. Like, if a new version comes out, like like Mega Evolutions, and your like Pokemon can Mega Evol. Ev mega Evolution, Mega Evolve. I get not being able to be like backwards compatible, but like. I don't know. There should be a way to just like keep all your Pokemon from game to game. But then like what's the point of buying the next one? I get like right? <sighs> mm -hmm. But like it's just it's stupid. Especially when it comes down to things like being able to swap out your main Pokemon in the press of a button instead of opening a menu. Like that's just like good user interface. It's not like <sighs> Yeah exactly. Yeah. <sighs> makes, my, makes my blood boil. Before we move on to the 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 the, 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 the listener question, um, yeah, 
you want to talk let's talk about briefly about the Ticketmaster disaster because you mentioned it briefly earlier so i want to i want to i want to talk about it a little bit so <laughs> taylor swift finally announced a tour after what four years i think or something like that uh swifties went nutty for it and basically destroyed the website like Ticketmaster got obliterated kind of like okay so what had happened was there was Ticketmaster had a pre-sale on tickets yeah pre-sale yeah and but. somehow they sold two million tickets, and then Ticketmaster had to like shut down and be like, "We can't do that. <laughs> like, we we can't make these sales." But I guess in that same time that like people were buying these pre-sale tickets, um, they were going up on like StubHub and like mm-hmm. resale sites for thousands of dollars like i've seen some go for ninety five thousand. yeah i think i saw that tweet yeah yeah ninety five thousand dollars i saw fifty thousand like forty nine thousand dollars for like one ticket one taylor swift like not even fucking like sitting on her lap tickets like (laughs) these are like you're in the fucking nosebleeds like you'll be lucky if you make out her like fucking blonde weave (laughs) (laughs) You aren't you aren't getting any kind of attention from Taylor Swift for ninety five thousand dollars. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, Ticketmaster so- sold. Sorry, I, I was trying to collect my thoughts. Ticketmaster sold two million tickets, and then I think it was like by the time the actual sale was supposed to open up for tickets, like nobody could get tickets because they were all sold out from the pre-sale. And then Ticketmaster just like shut the whole thing down. It was just like, uh, sorry, we're out of tickets. Can't sell it you to anyone. Yeah, so they basically canceled the public sale of tickets, right? Because they yeah. sold so many during the pre-sale. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, Swifties went nutty. Swifties just love their Taylor Swift, right? So they went. People they went are crazy. Nutty. I uh, sent you that tweet of like somebody making fun of someone because like they wrote this like super long post in the notes app about like how I've been following your career like ever since you started and I've been to every single one of your live shows and I would literally take a bullet for you if I had to. And then, like, somebody's just like, you're 33. <laughs> Taylor Swift doesn't even know your name. Like, you're that's not the, friends. That's, that's the sad thing, too, is, like, all these people are, they're not young. Like, there's no young yeah, Taylor no. Swift fan. There's no 12-year-old, like, freaking out over Taylor Swift. This is all the 12-year-olds that were who grew up back then. Yeah, that grew up with yeah. her. Not, they're all, like, mid-late My 20s. Age. And they all have these parasocial relationships still. You would think they would know better. Yeah. It's like the... Taylor Swift doesn't give a fuck about you. She's going on her private jet to go 10 minutes down the road. Yeah, I mean. minutes to go to the next like, show. She doesn't care. Exactly. I made I made a joke that was like, well, she's going to pay for these like flights somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trip to her bathroom. But yeah, the one the one good thing about this is that uh, government might might do something about it. I doubt it. But Congress will do a hearing and a process like investigation into Ticketmaster because it is very clear that Ticketmaster is. Well, they are the monopoly in ticket yeah. sales at this point, and they just—I don't know what the exact laws, but some there's some something to do about they have a legal monopoly or something. Yeah, legal monopoly, and then the law, like the whatever the what's the word they use? Crease, a crease, a crease. That the word? I don't know. Anyways, one of the things they have to do as a legal monopoly or something like that is that they have to find ways to continue to innovate and improve their services so that it's accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it just shits the bed every time any 
concert of any like kind relatively of relatively famous yeah person yeah this is not the first time it's happened this is the first no. time it's happened on a major scale like with taylor swift where it just completely breaks the shits but it's yeah. happened with like blink 182 and other concerts like that where the site goes out of service for like a few hours yeah like so they're just gonna investigate into it i would love if Ticketmaster could split up into smaller companies i would that would make my day as i don't think that's gonna happen that's not gonna happen no because capitalism baby exactly i hope they at least get a kick in the ass to actually fix their shit so that it doesn't happen again because yes it's just entertainment but there's a legal fairness aspect to it right where people should have fair access to whatever they would like to purchase don't we love capitalism (laughs) and even even taylor swift released something about this right she yeah okay i saw a tiktok about her like pr statement she was very smart she didn't like use the company by name and like the stance she took was like extremely professional and wow um, it was a, a pr expert who like kind of quickly analyzed the statement and she was like yeah so i like to use and it was like where the fuck is um, it it was like claim responsibility something something and then like talk about how you'll do better but like taylor swift took on like a defensive stance and then blamed them did she delete it because i can't find it on her twitter anymore uh i think it was a oh no it was a story because something else that this pr lady said was like uh if you'll notice too it's like it's an instagram story so it's eventually going to be deleted uh, so like it'll eventually blow over unless you know damn. Like people, people will bring it up again but like because it's something that is like time sensitive it's something that will eventually go away from the general public it's just like of course this lady was like yeah there were probably like six people in that room before taylor swift like made that statement or posted it on instagram i mean props to her man she played the system she that's that's she that's, taylor swift stays winning I, I was gonna say that's boss girl energy right there that's what taylor swift okay is like <laughs> literally the like the blueprint of like my because like my generation's obsessed with girl bossing She's <laughs> the blueprint of girl boss like they all got it from taylor swift do, do you know what happened with her and her music uh maybe like, you know talking why, about it I'll you know why remember. she's released like uh taylor's version of all these albums uh, if you were, if you tell me it, I'll remember it. But I yeah, so remember it. basically, um, when she was with the record company she was with, they sold her masters, um, to one of the producers, Scooter Braun, instead of selling to Taylor. So her record company f- fucked her, and basically made it so like whenever a song plays on the radio or whenever like you stream one of taylor swift's songs from her first six albums that money's not going to her it's actually going to scooter braun because he owns the masters to the the music right so you'll hear artists like scooter braun uh, i think it was like fleetwood mac recently sold uh, their masters um was it Abba? what a what a fucking name yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. not his real legal name okay never mind oh okay i thought his first name was actually scooter i was gonna <laughs> bully the shit out of him but no his first name is scott yeah, but basically they own kind of like the rights to the music. So every time it's streamed or played, that like that, that's where the money goes. So mm-hmm. um, Taylor Swift was pissed. She's like, this is my fucking music. This is my career. Like nobody else is going to make money off of my music. So she went, I don't know if she went independent or has a new record label or just like does things on her own now. But basically she's like, 
but she legally has the right to re-record her her music like hence the taylor version of like whatever these songs and then whenever that gets played she gets her dues which i think is just like like why are people so mad at taylor swift like she's literally like being robbed so no shit if she can like redo her albums and get you know the money she deserves from it but also just like everybody who seems to fuck with taylor swift just like doesn't it doesn't bode well like remember kanye went for her a couple Mm -hmm. years ago and like look at him now so she's made like subtle hints in her music about that and like about scooter braun about how she's gonna like get her revenge for yeah i can't i can't find on her uh wikipedia what if she's like signed anyone but yeah i mean props to taylor remember i told you i had that dream about her and we're friends so we're cool (laughs) she's actually never mind she's republic Republic labels and big machine labels. Yeah. Big but I mean, records. they've probably come to an agreement where, you know, like Taylor gets big, the yeah, share. Yeah. Big machine money. record is an, an, is an independent record label. <coughs> so that's an independent yeah. one right there. And Republic is, uh, they're owned by universal music group. So yeah, if she made a deal with them, then she can make a deal with anyone. Let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's actually, uh, that's actually, boss girl behavior right there not yeah, like quite literally would, would say boss girl energy so i don't i don't want to boss girl behavior just put a <laughs> like like just foreclose on my house to, go to taylor <laughs> swift boss girl attitude like i'm actually using this in the the actual true sense yeah <laughs> no for real not every single thing she does in her day is boss girl energy her drinking her coffee in the morning is not boss girl energy as much as the 50s wants you to believe that but <laughs> what she did i guess what the what three... do you mean she's literally the founder of boss girl <laughs> <laughs> no <I'm kidding. laughs> but yeah uh, that's very smart if she tailored pun intended i guess uh her oh uh, my god fuck you <laughs> <laughs> her uh her response to like the t- Ticketmaster disaster in a very smart way like yeah, that yeah. that's that's really well done she's she's like people like to shit on her because like meh, she was a teenage girl dating boys and would write songs about them but like i don't know i look up to her as like a powerful woman because it's like so many people seem to fuck with her and she always ends up on top it's funny mm-hmm. but yeah should we move on to our listener question now and you know what? It's I don't already... even like her music. Yeah. <laughs> it's already an hour in, so. Uh, you you had a question already picked out, Matt. You said yeah, so I have a question. It is, um, what was the time that you found your foot in your mouth? What? Fuck off. <laughs> like, I want to suck your toes, basically. <laughs> what? Um, so, like, something. <laughs> what? Hey, yo. Um, a time when you, like, said something to the wrong person and you were kind of like humbled or humiliated i have a story actually i'll give you i'll give you the example that i have while you think of one i already have mine okay well what is it is it it's it's not it's probably not the best example but it's the first one that came to mind and the definition of foot in the mouth is to say something foolish embarrassing and tactless i guess it's kind of foolish i wasn't embarrassed by it and it was definitely tactless so anyways i was in chemistry class in like 11th grade i think mm-hmm. no 11th or 12th 
whatever, one of those grades. And our prof, our teacher just didn't, didn't, didn't care. She was a new teacher. Uh, chemistry wasn't even in like her main subject. Like she's like, yeah. she was supposed to be like a gym teacher. <laughs> anyway, so she would like, I don't know. We had like one class where we didn't do much and we, we, we played a game. Like, you know what 7-Up is, right? Yeah, yeah, heads up 7-Up. Yeah. And <laughs> anyways, I was sitting beside my friend and we were waiting like, we were like, our eyes were closed and we were waiting to get picked by one of the people at the front. And I just moved, I just moved my hand and like tapped his thumb down. <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> so, eight, so he stood up, there was eight people that stood up instead of seven or whatever. <laughs> and the teacher obviously saw it because she's just supervising the whole thing. Yeah, she she's she didn't say watching. anything because she just, she thought it was funny too. So she didn't <laughs> say anything. And my friend, my friend, she kept him for last. So obviously he knew that there was <laughs> she eight. She knew? She kept him for last and. And he, he, my friend wasn't dumb. He figured out pretty yeah, early yeah. on that like there's eight people standing. So, <laughs> and he's so he looks at me and he's like, Isaiah, you. Oh no, he didn't call me out directly. He was actually confused. Never mind. He was confused. And then the teacher <laughs> just like spilled the spilled the beans basically and just said, after he guessed like two three times wrong, he, she's like she gave him the answer and uh, just said, oh it was Isaiah that did it. And I, I don't know why I said this, but oh, I just no. looked at the teacher. And I told her to fuck off. <laughs> What's your problem? I like straight up just fuck off. And she's like, what? Did you tell me to fuck off? And I'm like, yeah, whoops. And I just sat back down. What is your problem? <laughs> no, but I didn't say it in like a mean way. I was like, it's just like a, like a yeah. uh, fuck off. Like laughing. Like I say to you. While laughing. Yeah. So like I was, and like wasn't mad that she exposed or anything, but like I just had fuck yeah. off. She's like, she's like, what? what? Like, oh shit! <laughs> Jesus, language. <laughs> I mean, for me, I was I was humbled. Uh, I can't remember if it was grade nine or ten, but it was drama class, and it's so funny moving forward because I had like an amazing, uh, I don't want to say like relationship, but like friendship with my teacher afterwards. But um. I was the director for the play that we were doing in drama class, and um, <laughs> I I must have just been having a really shitty day because I was just like ripping on everyone and everything, and like there was one scene that we just like weren't getting right, and like as the director, I needed to like you know make sure everything was good or whatever. <laughs> and I went up to the teacher and I was like ripping on the script, and I can't remember what I said like point blank, but I was just like who fucking wrote this script and my teacher just looks at me and it's just like i well i did <laughs> and, and i was just like oh and then i just like shut up and i just like went back and i was like sat down and was quiet for like until it passed over or whatever but it was just one of those times that like i don't even know if she would remember that if i asked her but it was just like one of those things that like sits with me it was just like i I don't know, I let my temper get the best of me or I was just having a bad day and it was just like, who fucking wrote this script? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> well, me. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, sorry. Like, you know. Well, I'm glad I'm both our moments involved teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful moments. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that's our answers to the question, I guess. <laughs> Finally, a question that we can actually, like, give proper answers yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Have a uh, little bit for little bit for but yeah uh i think we should wrap here it's already an hour so <coughs> i'm dying of water 
I'm drowning. He's like SpongeBob <coughs> in Sandy's house. Jesus. <laughs> Water. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for sure tuning to in to the Mildly Ignorant sh- Podcast. Make sure to ask your questions on social media, on Spotify, and on our website, mildlyignorantpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Mildly Ignorant Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, and we'll be back next week with episode 64, which is not a prime number. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>